Welcome to the Old Time Radio Westerns. I'm your host, Andrew Rines, and let's get into this episode. This episode is going to be Frontier Gentlemen, original air dates June 8th, 1958, and the title is The Bellboy's Prisoner. Hope you enjoy, and again, thanks for listening. The events that took place in Shoshone, Wyoming Territory, are still something of a nightmare to me. This report to readers of the London Times will explain why recent dispatches have been delayed. Frontier Gentlemen. with an Englishman's account of life and death in the West. As a reporter for the London Times, he writes his colorful and unusual stories. But as a man with a gun, he lives and becomes a part of the violent years in the new territories. Now, starring John Daner, this is the story of J.B. Kendall, Frontier Gentleman. The story of my journey to Yellowstone National Park began with the coach of the Yellowstone stage line pulling into the town of Shoshone, midway point between Bear Claw and the National Park. Beside myself, the coach carried a Mr. and Mrs. Willis of Baltimore and a thin young man of about 25 whose name was Black. As the driver pulled up in front of the Shoshone Hotel, a group of men came forward to meet us. One of them was wearing the badge of deputy sheriff. Charlie. Well, this seems to be a nice little town. Yes, it does. Let's stretch our legs, my dear. You getting help, Mr. Kendall? Yes. According to the schedule, it seems we'll have our supper here. Uh, you boys looking for somebody? That's right, Charlie. You tell your passengers to just take it easy. Have them go into the hotel lobby. Right. Ah, uh, folks. Mr. Kendall, Mr. Willis. Yes. This here is C.B. Belljoy. He's deputy sheriff. Says for you all to go on in the hotel. I suppose we don't want to. Well, then, Mr. Black, I reckon you'll have to take that up with him. That right, CB? Mister, you wearing a gun? No. Then you got no choice, have you? Now you go on with the others. Just wait in the lobby. The sheriff of Who oh, no. Here he comes right now. Oh. Oh, Henry, look at him. He's so mercy on a poor sinner. Howdy. Remember, you, Clyde, boy, mine, son, did fine. Just fine. Thank you, Paul. Son of mine, CB. Howdy, Sheriff. Charlie, 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 I hope we ain't put you out too much. No, sir. We can wait over here tonight if you say so. Good. Good. And ease the passengers. Clyde. Clyde, son of mine. That's right, Paul. Yeah. Ragtail bunch. Well, let's get it over with. You folks go on in the lobby now. Go on. Get him out! Help me get him out! Oh, no. 
cards. He be here. Mine. Stop sibling. Help me up. Out of here. Yeah, you, boy. I'm here, boy. Son, now. That's it. Give me your hand. Here you are, boy. Hand bright, boy. But now then, pull. Hurt. Somebody get behind me. That's it now. You two back there. You that push. Shove. Pull. Push. That's it. He entered the hotel without further mishap, and we were instructed to take seats facing him. After we had complied, the deputy CB told us why we were being held there. Paul got a telegraph message a while ago from the sheriff in Bear Claw. Mm. Now, it seems like somebody snuck into the Lucky Dollar Saloon office and walked off with a payroll just about when the stage was due to pull out. The sheriff down there... Ben. Ben Johnson. Yes, Paul. Johnson. The sheriff... Johnson. Ben Johnson. He figures the man that did it rode off on the stage. You mean you think it's one of us? Well, that's what the sheriff in Bearclaw thinks. Hey, look, Gildy. It could be in cahoots. Ah, boy. Now, just a minute, sheriff. Who's he? What? Name's Willis, Paul. Says it's his wife traveling with him. Woman looks like her. Gotta be his wife. What? Why? Sheriff, would you mind Don't bother me during court, mister. Court? That's right. But this ain't... Right. I mean, this can't be no court. Court. Where's the judge and the jury? (laughs) Mr. Black, this here is Paul's court. You mean it's kangaroo court. Hey, why, you... You call me a kangaroo? Are you dirty? Dirty, fifty dollars. Give me... Give me for what? Contempt or 50 days, which you decide. But I... You can't... Mr. Kendall. Excuse me, Sheriff. But according to law, a sheriff doesn't have the authority to exercise a fine from anyone in court. Only the judge can do that. A judge just did it. You mean he's the sheriff and the judge? And the jury. The jury. And the mayor. Uh, and the town council. Council. Executioner. Boy... You forgot. Executioner. Well, that too. Executioner. All yes, right. Sir. All right. Now we understand. Let's get on with it. Bring him to attention. Attention, son. Yes, sir. Son. This court's yeah. hereby in session. Judge Granger Belljoy presiding. First case. The people against thief of the lucky dollar in Bearclaw. Oh, now... Which one of them you reckon did it, son? Him? Henry! Sheriff, I... Reckon not, no, no. She wouldn't let him loose long enough, long enough, long enough to rob us a loose. must be you, mister. No, Pa, that's the English fellow. Yeah, foreigner. Pussy-footin' foreigner. That's how I figured. No guts. He wouldn't do it if he was, if he was... Starving. Really livid. Starving. Well, 
That yeah. that leaves him, Pa. Yeah. Now, how do you plead? How, what's his name? Black. Name, how do you plead? Black. Plead? Yeah. I ain't yeah. pleading nowhere to something I didn't do. Innocent. But, boy, boy, you look guilty as here. As here. In. Might as well confess. But I didn't do nothing. Sheriff. You keep out of this, Mr. Kendall. Black, you say you're innocent. Yeah. I say you're... You're... You're guilty. You got witnesses. Why, no, I got no... Sheriff. Judge Belfort, Your Honor. Sheriff. Yeah, what? What is it, Charlie? Judge, sir, Sam over the telegraph office told me to give you this. Oh. Just come in. Well, let's see. Let's see that. Yeah. Over. Uh, here off from the Sheriff Bearclaw. Man robbed saloon known to be tall. Oh, regards Johnson. Johnson. Tall? Well, that lets me out. Yeah, it sure does. It's got to be the Englishman then, Paul. Now, just a minute here. Kendall, don't you try nothing. Henry, help him. Grab hold of that Englishman, boy. I don't Boy, grab Paul. Grab He tries anything, I'll ventilate him with this here shooting iron. Good, good, son of mine. Good. Now, Kendall, I hereby sentence you to a term two years, my J. My je- jail. <laughs> Being incarcerated in the Shoshone jail wasn't the most pleasant experience, but I did manage to sleep. And while I was oblivious to the cares of the outside world, I learned later that Sheriff Belljoy received another telegraph message from the Sheriff of Bearclaw. Read it out loud. Yeah, I'll read it. It's it. It said, it said, the thief captured here has confessed robbing Lucky Dollar Saloon. Release your prisoner, sign Johnson. Why, that lowdown. Oh, that Nobody to learn me manners in the life. Yes, you are, child. Your pa promised you, and there ain't nobody makes as good a teacher of manners as such as a foreigner. Ain't that right, Granger? I'm going to have to let him go. Why? Oh. Why can't you just pretend oh. you didn't get no message? You know why, woman. You let him go. What's going to become of me, pa? That's right. Look at her. Your own flesh and blood image. Yeah. Poor thing. Yeah. You think anybody's yeah. going to pay her any mind when yeah. she don't even have good-mannered learning? Now, Laureen, sweet potato, mine, you... Don't lard uh, up to me. Woman, it ain't my fault. You don't want oh. me to have no learning, uh. no English oh. learning or nothing. Oh, honey, <laughs> honey, part I do... But you uh, want your daughter to have uh, the best. You'll tear uh, up that message. You'll make believe you never got it. And the Englishman'll be made a trustee like you promised, and he'll learn me all he uh, knows, whether he likes it or not. Granger better joy. Uh, Hurried up. Woman, you you female. Crazy. Ma! Female. He's doing it! Crazy. Oh, Pa! <laughs> Oh, here now, don't overexcite yourself, honey yeah, no. pot. 
best you be getting yeah. long to bed now. Yes, Mom. Night, Pop! Night. You done right for her. And after a year or so, that Englishman might get used to her. Might even decide to stay here permanent. The morning following my arrest, I was served an unusually tasty breakfast by an unusually beefy young woman named Mercy Day Belljoy. Between giggles, she managed to indicate that she admired foreigners. About an hour later, I was taken under guard into Sheriff Belljoy's office. Here he is, Paul. Yeah. Candle, I'm going to come to the point. Point, if I can. Now, daughter of mine, Mercy Day, dear her mother, want you to, to learn her problem. Supper. Supper. Oh, boy. Boy, tell him. No. Well, what Paul means, Mr. Yeah. Kendall, yeah. is that he's offering you a chance to be somebody around here, a trustee. Come and go as you like, long as we have your word, you won't run off. Yeah. Now, how about it? Well, you got something to say, ain't you? I have more than something to say. Sheriff, has it ever occurred to you that I might have friends, business associates and the like, who will note my disappearance and start asking questions? Well, like who? Yeah, hmm. like who? For your information, I happen to be a duly accredited correspondent of the London Times. Well, now, now, what does that mean, Paul? That duly accredited... Uh, means, means his credit's good. Oh, good. that's so. That is not so. What it means is that the newspaper I work for expects to receive a journalistic report from me within the next fortnight. When they don't receive it, somebody's going to start asking questions. And when that happens, they'll start looking for me. Paul... They ain't going to have much trouble finding him. Why, those folks on the stage... It... They're, they're long gone. On, oh, no. Yeah, but... Well, what about his writing? They're, they're going to receive it just the same as usual. You, you, only, Kendall, you write one word about being in this predicament. I mean, predicament. A mess. You won't get no food at no time. No time. You won't get out of that cell. Well, that's it. So, well, how about it, Kendall? So, now you want to eat, don't you? And that cell can get mighty small after being in it twenty-four hours steady. Now, are you going to do what Paul wants you to? Learn my little system manners and behave yourself. Or are you going to stay in your cell? Well, I don't seem to have much of a choice, do I? No, sir. You sure don't. <laughs> The first lesson was arranged in the Belchoy backyard. I was escorted to the house, then turned loose in Mercy Day's lair. And she was eager. One can say that for her. And she tried hard. <laughs> Mr. Kendall, I just love the way your lip curls up when you talk. Say it again for me. <laughs> How now, brown cow? Uh, well, uh, quite nicely. What about 
her manners. You ain't forgetting her manners, are you? He sure ain't. He already done told me a lady don't spit in front of a man no matter how much she wants to. Well, I declare. What's she supposed to do? That's right. You didn't tell me that, mister, what she's supposed to do. The lessons continued, and as the days passed, my hope for an early rescue waned. Even if someone did come to Shoshone to inquire about me, Belljoy would deny ever having seen a journalist from England. And as for my reports to the Times, well, Merceday was a good cook, and I disliked going hungry. So the reports were sent off per contract, except for one small detail. Those mailed by Belljoy were almost verbatim copies of the first reports I sent home after arriving in this western wilderness. Sooner or later, someone would arrive to inquire about me. But when help did come, it was from an unexpected quarter. Kendall, you come on out of there. My pa wants to talk with you. Oh? What about? You'll see, and I sure pity you. Why, he's sitting in the office with a bottle of whiskey in front of him, and his face so red, he looks like it's going to explode. Go on. Who'll make her? Female still. No, Pa. No. He ain't none of them things. Pa, he ain't. We'll see you handle you. Started. Can I have a suck off of that bottle? Boy, you get. Scott. Yes, sir. Kendall, you miserable female stealing. Conniving. Scheming. Oh, he scheming. ain't. He ain't. Yeah. It isn't none of that. He loves me. He ain't in love. He's sick. He's sick. Look. Look at his face. But he does love me. Tell him, Mr. Kendall. Mercy Day. Sheriff, I... It's all right, honey. You just speak up. Sheriff, I have no intentions, honorable or otherwise, toward your daughter. Paul, you said him. He can't say it to you like he did to me. I said what to you, Mercy Day? How do I love thee? Let me count the ways. But that's poetry. Sure is. Prettiest thing I ever hear. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. A minute now, uh, you really did say such wor- words to my little girl, Kendra? He just uh, admitted it. Well, yes, but that's part of your... Part of courting me, huh, honeypot? Paul, why don't you pronounce us man and wife right now? Later, much later, I returned to my cell... Still a bachelor, a state Mercedes seemed determined to change. Belljoy had ordered the lesson stopped. My privileges as trustee rescinded. I was contemplating my dark future when I heard it. A scraping sound just outside my cell. Kendall, you, Kendall, come over yeah. to the window. Who is it? Me, Charlie, the driver. I thought you and everybody else had forgotten about me. No, just waiting for the right time. Besides, I couldn't do nothing as long as I was sitting atop the stage. I had to wait for my day off, which is now. Charlie, take a message no, to... No, no, don't fool with messages. 
I aim to get you out of there. And if you do, I'll be in your debt for it. Uh, hush all that jabber. Ain't no time for it. Now, look, the stage leaves for Bear Claw in half an hour, and you're going to be on it. Well, how? Yeah, with this. You know how to use one of those, don't you? Oh, yes. Good. Yes, I do. Now, the sheriff's going to dinner. Won't be back. Only CB's here. Uh, just don't shoot anybody you don't have to. Oh, and remember, half an hour, you just be out front, wave, and the stage will stop. I won't be driving, but it's all set so you can get aboard. Thanks, Charlie. Oh, Charlie, Charlie. Why are you doing this? Well, Mr. Kendall, you won't believe this, but you know that little gal, that Mercy Day? Ooh. You're ruining her, teaching her good manners and such. She thinks she's getting too good for me. You keep on. She won't marry me ever. You know the saying, one man's meat is another's. Well, you know it. Fifteen minutes later, I walked to the door of my cell and yelled for C.B. He responded, took one look at the gun in my hand and promptly agreed to surrender his gun and step into my cell, which I just as promptly locked. A few minutes later, the stage pulled up and I stepped aboard. It wasn't until some time after I returned to Bearclaw that I was told what had happened when Sheriff Belljoy learned of my escape. He was sitting on his back porch with Charlie, the driver. So he lit out like a yeah. big saddle bird. Boy, good. He, he fell for it. I really thought he was escaping. Escaping, huh? Oh, my, my... Pussyfooter, huh? Oh, oh, you now, Charlie. You remember now? Remember now? The women gotta think that he really, really escaped. Uh, yes, sir. Don't worry. I'll good, remember. Good. Uh, maybe someday you'll be assistant, assistant deputy. Deputy, you like that, Charlie? What? Like it? Why? Yes, sir, Mister Belljoy. That'd be just uh, fine. Sticky females. Bad enough having them practice, practice manners, talking English. You know, Charlie boy, Charlie boy, I couldn't spit in front of them anymore. No. The fact. And if you think that I'd let that giggle patch daughter of mine, daughter of mine, marry up with something like him, like him, that pussyfoot and for. Warner, boy, boy, you driver, Charlie boy, how you like to be my son-in-law, Charlie? Boy, sheriff, uh, judge, mayor, mayor, mayor. I'd like it just fine. Good, good, yeah. <laughs> son-in-law, mine, Charlie boy. <laughs> good.
Frontier Gentleman was produced and directed by Anthony Ellis and stars John Daner as J.B. Kendall. Mr. Daner was also heard as Sheriff Belljoy. The story was written by Charles B. Smith. Featured in the cast were Richard Perkins, Virginia Gregg, Ron Meter, Jeanette Nolan, Harry Bartell, and Stacey Harris. Join us again next week for another report from The Frontier Gentleman. Alan Botzer speaking. This has been a presentation of otrwesterns.com, and we hope you enjoyed. Please take some time to like and rate our shows in your favorite podcast application. Follow us on Facebook by going to otrwesterns.com slash Facebook. Join in the conversation by going to otrwesterns.com slash Discord. And don't forget to send us an email, podcast at otrwesterns.com. This episode is copyright under the attribution, non-commercial, share-like copyright. For more information, go to otrwesterns.com slash copyright. Have a great day, and again, thanks for listening.